Andrew P here from the Seven Figure Fitness Business Podcast. You know, as always, we really appreciate your support listening to the episodes or watching them, whether it's on YouTube or whether it's on um, iTunes podcasts or Spotify or any other podcast platform. We'd really appreciate it if you would like and subscribe to the channel and leave us a positive review. Thank you and enjoy the episode. Hi, how are you? Good. Good. How's it going today? It's going. Let's just say that. <laughs> well, are you ready to get started? I am. Wonderful. So I want to start by telling you about, well, I've been on our call today. My aim is just to learn a bit about you, your goals, and see if there's a possibility of being able to help you. After that, we'll just see what, if any, challenges have been preventing you from reaching your goals so far. Does that sound okay? Sure. Wonderful. And just one last thing. Today we have a special offer called the Action Taker Discount. It's only available on this call as a reward for taking action, um, but it's completely up to you. So at the end of our chat, if you feel like we're the right fit to help you, let me know and we can set you up with that offer. Make it happen? Yep. All right, wonderful. Let's dive in. So, so just reading the room so far, you're not getting a huge amount of uh, interaction from this person. You're getting the, uh-huh. Yeah, no. You know, very, like, so already you know. You, <laughs> yeah, when, you're, when you're dealing with someone like this, Shen, that means, yeah. like, let's try and put ourselves in her shoes. She might have had a bad day. She might be very skeptical. Mm-hmm. So you have an added responsibility mm-hmm. here to create connection. And sometimes that means that you may need to try and lean slightly more into areas of report just to try and build a bit of connection there at this stage, only because you can mm-hmm. see here that this person's going to be closed off. Now, eventually with someone like this, I'm even happy just to say to them, hey, look, you know, um, like, you know, is this, you know, is everything okay? I just wanted to quickly address this because, I, you know, it seems like maybe you're not entirely engaged in the conversation. I hope you don't mind me saying that. Now, like, I wouldn't say that at this stage, but I'm willing to say that if they continue to be like this, because that way usually what they'll do when they pull it out in a polite manner is they'll defend their position and say, well, you know, I mean, I've been on these calls a thousand times before. Now we're getting somewhere because now we're having Mm -hmm. a conversation with them about their irritation and that will actually allow them that sort of therapeutic effect of starting to release some of that negative energy that they have. Um, So, yeah, we'll keep keep it going. But already I can tell this is a tough prospect. So you've got your work cut out for you. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Let's just get started with a few questions just to get a better understanding of your current position in relation to your goals. What's your age? I'm 50. All right. Wonderful. And then can you tell me a little bit more about your home situation? Do you live with anyone? Do you live on your own? Any kids, partners? I have a partner and my 24-year-old son living here. I'll also say as well, don't add in the part about kids or partners, Shen. I've got okay. there just so you know. The reason why right. I don't want you to add that in is that sometimes, and this is one of those funny things, sometimes asking somebody if they have a partner or kids could be a sore spot. You just don't know what mm-hmm. you're stepping into. Let's say, for example, they had one child and that child passed away. Let's say, for example, they're recently divorced. Let's say they've always been single. Yeah. So, like, the reason why we don't say, like, hey, so – you know, um, do you have a partner or anything like that? We just say much more vaguely than that. Do you live with anybody or do you live on your own? Because we're not making any assumptions that Mm -hmm. you get us in trouble. They could have a roommate. We're not making any any assumptions there. So just, yeah, keep it like that. And then you just, in this case, no problems, but you can get people that get annoyed by it or are upset. Right. And then does your partner know that you're on the call today or is it sort of like a big uh, secret mission? Mm. We're on the out, so honestly, it has nothing to do with him. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. Of course. And you, uh, just curious, does your partner like support you, just in general, though, with um, learning the skills to lose weight and reach your goals? See that there, it was potentially a missed cue because that's the partner's a soft, uh, a sore spot. Like I mean, they're on the outs. So you've got to be very careful just bulldozing into the next question because it almost sounded as though you didn't listen to what she said. Do you know what I mean by that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just be careful. Like take cues. Like if they bring up something awkward like that, just tiptoe around that topic. 
you know? Okay. Um, like even just something like, oh, look, I'm sorry to hear. It's, you know, it sounds like that might be really stressful for you. Just something like that so she feels like she's been hurt. You don't have to dig. Now, if she chooses to tell you something, so be it. Because that way it doesn't mm-hmm. seem as you, it's not seen as you being dismissive. You just don't have an opinion on it. You can just label it and say something like, oh, look, I'm sorry to hear that. That sounds like it'd be really stressful. You know, something like mm-hmm. that. Let her decide where she wants to go. Right. Cool. All right, keep going. Charles. Fabulous, fabulous. And then just about um, just about weight, I'm just curious, what's your current body weight? Um, I was at 180. I got down to 167, where I'm still at right now. I plateaued. Okay, that's where you plateaued. Gotcha. And then what's your goal weight after 167? <clears throat> 130 to 120. 130 to 120. All right, perfect. That's a really good goal. And how long have you been at um, this goal weight or even less than the goal weight? What do you mean? Uh, so when was the last time you were at? Sorry, guys. Last time you were at this. Oh, how, oh, oh, um, yeah. yes. Uh, three years ago. Oh, okay. That's pretty recent. Um, wonderful. Yeah. And what do you think were the main reasons for the weight gain since then? Oh, well, uh, well, menopause, of course, but I was also mm-hmm. sexually assaulted in my building. So I um, basically um, planted myself in my bed and refused to leave the house. Oh, okay. So I was emotionally eating also along with everything and my hormone changing. Right, right. Okay, yeah, I'm sorry to hear that. That's really tough for sure. Um, okay, and then what have you tried previously to fix uh, fix this? Okay, so um. Okay, so just a couple of things. I mean, like, even this is just, I suspect probably what may be one of your bigger challenges, Shen, is just like connecting with someone on a, on a little bit of a higher level. So when you said, and I get you tried to do the right thing, they're definitely just saying that's really tough for sure. I think just doing a label, which means that you don't have to be certain on it, you allow mm-hmm. a certain doubt, which means that they then, you're giving it what is effectively called a temp check. So you're saying, like, okay. if you said, yeah, as I said earlier, oh, I'm so sorry. That sounds like it would have been really, really tough. You make a comment like that where you say it sounds like, it seems like, it appears like, that kind of thing. Then what will happen when you say mm-hmm. that, an implied question? So they'll say, yeah, it was, it's affecting me in this, 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 and this way, which can be really valuable yeah. information to have. And by the way, like I said before, <laughs> the more personal stuff they share with you, <coughs> excuse me, the more likely they are to buy. Because every time they share something personal, not only is that information that you have, which may be helpful in making a sale, but you handling that gracefully builds trust, right? So now they've told you stuff that's like very personal and they start feeling like, hey, I feel like there's something about Shen where she just kind of gets me. Dieting, uh, just... I tried doing what I did the last time when I lost about 30 pounds with just eating salads, like chicken Caesar salad. Well, not chicken salad, um, you know, uh, many uh, small meals during the day and very light snacking, which was, um, you know, recommended dosage, uh, dosage, not, uh, you know, binge eating or anything like that, trying to be strict uh, strict to myself, you know. But this time it's just not working. Okay, Robert. And I'm just curious, where did you learn to do the small meals and like snacking, salads, and whatnot? So, um, oh God, I think it was when I was pregnant. The, okay. the dietitian told me to eat small meals, and after the baby was born, and I'd, I'd do some exercising and stuff like that, and the baby weight came off like no problems. What I would say would have been a great question to ask there, Shen, is yep. okay, why, you know, why do you feel that it's not working this time around? Now, why I love that question is because it just gets, it gets you to understand their thought process. They may mm-hmm. have no idea and they may say, look, I have no idea. Or they might say, well, because of this, 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 and this. You know, I believe, as I said, my metabolism's slowing down. And obviously I said I had the trauma of the assault and all that kind of stuff. So 
it's just good to kind of clarify at times where they're coming from so you really feel like you get them, you understand them. Right. I just remembered it from them. Oh, okay, nice, nice. Well, that's good to hear. Okay, great. And then um, I guess... Why do you feel like it's not working anymore? Like it right. just doesn't work? Um, to be honest, I, I, I'm just not as disciplined as I used to be. Okay. I just don't have the time and with work and everything like that because at work for eight hours, I'm constantly busy. I don't mm -hmm. have time to sit down and have a meal or, or snack, even have an apple. I don't have time to have, you know? Right. It's just on the go, on the go, on the go. Right. Yeah, that will definitely make it really hard if you're always on the go at work. Yeah. And yeah, that's really difficult for sure. Yeah. <laughs> and then I guess, um, yeah, um, let's just talk a little bit about your why. Okay, so some, some good stuff that you're trying to do here. What was missing mm -hmm. is something extremely valuable. I'm not as mm -hmm. disciplined as I used to be. Okay, why do you feel that you're less disciplined than you used to be? Where's that coming from? Okay. Yeah, because this is really important because this is a major potential objection here because what it turns out is mm -hmm. that she doesn't have a lot of faith in her ability to see things through, at least when it comes to her health and her weight. And this is going to be a major part of her objection possibly. I don't know. This obviously is a short call, so I'm assuming at one stage it blows out. But um, this, is the, yeah. <laughs> this is the issue here is that if she doesn't have belief in herself, how can she have belief in a program? You could give her the best program in the world, but if she doesn't think she'll follow it, it's never going to happen. And so what tends to happen mm -hmm. in a case like this is we sort of get to understand her position. And then I like to label sort of just once per section usually. Like you can do it more if necessary, but you've got to be careful you don't overdo it. So like labeling just as a, as a reminder for everybody is like effective as summary where you're usually trying to attach some sort of emotion or, or challenge or something to it. So you summarize what they've said without actually making assumptions, usually using slightly different language. So when you say, why are you less disciplined? She goes, well, I'm getting older, it's harder than it used to be. Now that I've got, you know, now I'm going through menopause, it's, I just, I don't get the same results. And so it's kind of demotivating, um, you know, and as I said, I'm busier at work and I'm sitting down, I've got more responsibility, more stress. Okay. So based on everything you've said, like, it sounds like the lack of discipline, it's kind of almost coming from a position of frustration and overwhelm, you know, like now I'm, I'm, I'm making some assumptions, but what I feel like I'm doing there is I'm, I'm sort of summarizing the emotions that I believe are attached to what she's saying. Now, because I'm temp checking, I don't, I don't answer. I just ask. I kind of field a, a question. And then she'll either say, no, that's not it at all. But most often she'll say, actually, that's exactly how I feel. And now I start building connection with her. She's like, damn, this guy gets it right every time. You know, like he's just literally like getting all the answers. And really all I'm doing in essence is I'm just summarizing what she said and just applying some meaning to it so she can think about it clearer in her own mind. Make sense? Mm -hmm. Does it make sense? I kind of feel like that was a bit of a, uh, I wasn't sure whether I got a, a genuine yes there or not. Yeah, yeah, no, that makes sense. I just have trouble with that. Okay, why do you think you have trouble? I know how to summarize. I know how to summarize for the most part. I don't know how to attach like extra stuff to it. Okay, why, why do you think that you don't? Um, I think it's the, I'm, a, I'm nervous that I'll get it wrong and I get called out or yelled by the person potentially. And I, yeah, I'm just not comfortable with that at least right now. Okay. So, I mean, obviously getting called out by the person being nervous, <coughs> has that happened before? Nope. Okay. So that's coming from somewhere, Shen. So like, have a think about it. Like, where do you think that comes from? Uh, just that the person will end up just not liking me or the business. And then I just get worried that you have bad taste after the call. So I, I don't want to make assumptions or make the wrong assumption. But that makes sense. So like, obviously, if you were able to label in a way so that they didn't feel that you were making false assumptions, but you were able to connect with them better, in principle, that would be what you're looking for, right? Yes. Okay, so 
basically like what I'm just trying to show you there is just a simple example of how you can question, you can sort of learn things more. I mean, I could have kept on going there and asked more and more questions. I don't want to derail the session like too much. But what I could basically say is even just then I learned that you're lacking confidence to ask certain questions on the call, Shen. So I can already have a feeling I'm starting to diagnose in my mind something about the problems that you're going through. Now, what you're experiencing in sales and really anything, it's called emotional disruption. And so what it means is that your feelings, your emotions are actually making it harder for you to sell at the moment because you're playing like an inner monologue inside your head that's actually preventing you from asking key questions that will help you help your prospect and they will help you make more sales. So this is great because as you know, awareness is the first step to change. So you are aware of a particular emotional disruption that you're experiencing. Now, I just want you to go away and unpack where that's coming from and start asking yourself some questions that if you can kind of be calm in the moment and just enjoy the process of kind of learning about their perspective and their problems and how they see, like what's their paradigm, basically, you will become immensely better right. them understand their problem understanding the emotions that they attach to it, whether true or false, and then basically, therefore, how to solve that feeling, you know? And you don't even have to necessarily give them a solution. Most of the time, just by asking questions in a summarized way really helps people. If I say, for example, so it sounds like, Shen, nothing that you've tried before to lose weight, you know, despite all the effort you've been putting in has worked. You'd say yes. And, and, and I guess, like, it sounds as well like, Perhaps you're just looking for something that can be easy to follow given the lack of discipline that you're experiencing. And I suppose it's got to be really time efficient. And you'll say, yeah, that's exactly right. Now, just by asking those questions, I've implied that I have the answer to them. Because if I didn't, I wouldn't ask those questions. I, You know, the perception is that salespeople run away from problems. So when you lean into problems and gain clarity, the prospect immediately assumes that you can solve them. Okay. Okay. It builds intrigue and more and more I'm building intrigue about the pitch for later on. They're getting really excited to think, hey, like he didn't get thrown when I just said that. That's not normal. I'm used to people being like, you know, either trying to solve my problem straight <laughs> or running away <laughs> and just changing. Yeah. Yeah. So I understand why you want to lose the weight. Um, yeah, why is it important for you to change from where you are now to um, losing the weight? Now, I'm on a short call here. So I'm going to assume usually when there's a short call, this section is grossly underdone. But let's all just sort of pay attention here, Shen. Yeah. Yourself, just to see whether we think that you've uncovered two to $3,000 reasons before the end. No. <laughs> I am happy the way I look but it's mostly just in my belly. So it's hard to find clothes that find us with the proper size. So if I think oh. I'm a 14, I'm not really a 14 because they keep falling off my butt. <laughs> and okay. if it's a 12 or it's a 13, they're too tight. And it's all because right. of my belly. I can't find nothing. So I'm just not comfortable just with the belly size. Right, right. And then I guess like just with the belly fat, um, when was the last time you, uh, or I guess, when did you not have that belly? <coughs> One thing I'll say here, Shen, is the way that I like to do this section is to get all the stuff first because then it allows you to dig easier. If you go all in on this one issue, it's a lot more uncomfortable later for you to start digging. So at this stage, I would say, okay, so you're having a challenging time with the belly fat relating to clothes. Is there anything else? Or you might even say more powerfully because it's more assumptive. What else? You know, and so that doesn't, that won't make it sound like we're brushing over the, I think my problem with this was that I felt like she shared quite a bit. So I didn't want her to feel like I was uh, bouncing past it. That's really interesting. That's really interesting information. We'll unpack that in just a second. Just to clarify, is there anything else or what else? You know, like if that makes you, okay. I've never had any issues with that because I obviously get to it. And I think once again, it is that feeling of emotional disruption. Now, if you, mm-hmm. if your tonality is right and you have a caring tone and you use like the softness, like the, okay, that, that makes sense. Like, and just to clarify, you know, is there anything else like having those stutters, 
it makes you come across as a lot more genuine. And that's something, they're the more nuanced tactics, but I think there'll be things that you could work on into your technique is just kind of sounding like you're kind of enjoying the discovery with them. So they don't, that way they don't feel like they're in an interview. Right, okay. okay. We'll keep going. Yeah. About 10 years ago. Three thousand around the same time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, great. And then um, I know you mentioned that it's really tough to find clothing that fits. Um, could you tell me a little bit more about that? Like where you go shopping, how that experience is? See, that was almost good. You just added the extra bit on at the end that wasn't necessary. So, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is a great reflection. So you just need to say, can you tell me a little bit more about that? Or can you expand on that? Or can you just fill me on the details of that? Can you just clarify that a bit more? Can you give me some context? Like that way they okay. free reign. Honestly, I, I, I just hate shopping now because okay. I, I just never find something. If I see something I like, I try it on and it just looks horrible on me. And right. it's like everything I try. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. And then, well, I think I understand your reasons why now. Um, just, but on the flip side, what happens if you don't do anything about this in, say, the next... So this is really great to review this call, Shen, because you know now, you know, as well as I do, um, that this is definitely not two to $3,000 raisins. Um, no. Yeah, no. this is good. Like, I, mean, I really appreciate you submitting the call because this is such a valuable lesson for everybody. This is 90% of the reason why people buy or don't buy up front. Like when anyone starts, like you can improve anybody's sales by getting them better at this one section. You have to find a number of raisins and then dig in. And so I would say not, a, not only did you not necessarily find the other raisins, which I'm certain that they were there for why she wanted to lose the weight, um, but you didn't dig into this one enough as well. So even just to say, look, how long has that been going on for? And, you know, like, I mean, what sort of an impact does that actually have on you? And like, I guess like when you do put the, the clothes on and they fall off and, you know, to use the word that you said, I mean, everything that you try on looks horrible. Like, how do you feel about that? Like, so you've got to be very careful that you ask these questions in a way. Don't just do like the thing where you go, oh, okay, and how does that make you feel? And how does that make you feel? Because that gets abused. But if you add some okay. stories in and some, you know, some stumbles and you kind of change the wording and even just having some pauses at times, it sounds like a totally natural flowing conversation. So like, I mean, okay. when you, when yeah, I guess like when you go into the store and, and, and you know, you find something that you like the look of and you try it on and, and it falls off your bum and, and then the, the next size up, you know, um, the next size down is too small because you, your belly, like, I mean, how, how does that feel? Like, you know, like just something like that. She's going to go, it's terrible. You know, like I hate it. It's really like sort of disheartening. And I guess like I sort of feel depressed every time I look at a, a dress store now because, you know, I remember how I used to feel and now I can't get into any of those sort of clothes. Okay. Like, so now obviously not being able to wear any clothes that you like, does that impact you in any other sort of you know, parts of your life. Yeah, like it does. It affects me at work. And you know, I don't feel like I'm professional. I have to wear like the baggy clothes all the time. Now we're getting into all sorts of stuff. You know, it's affecting her confidence at work. It's affecting her confidence. We've got another thing, confidence. Like how do you feel about your confidence levels then? Well, they're, they're terrible. I hate it. Like I can't wear any good clothes. And every time I sit down, I've got this tummy that falls over my, you know, my thighs. And we're getting into some much more powerful territory here. So remember, you have to dig. You have to have reasons that are worth spending the money. Imagery is great. So like, as I said, like, you know, when you go into the clothing store and you try it on, like, I mean, how, how do the clothes feel? Like, they're tied around the belly. It's uncomfortable. And like, I mean, how do you feel on like a more, on a, like a personal level, I guess, when, when you feel that nothing looks good? So you can always say what they've said. You can say when you've, when you said, you know, or you mentioned that, you know, and I, I'll, I've used some very harsh words that people have said where it's like, you know, someone will say to me on a sales call, which means I'm allowed to say it. Look, so, you know, when you go into a clothes store and you feel that you look like a fat pig, you know, to use the language that you used, um, you know, like people have said things like that to me, which gives me permission to use that as long as I'm very clear that I'm repeating what they said. So the more, right. more okay, yeah. the pain, yeah. the stronger the imagery, the better. And because Got it. I'm strong wise, it, unfortunately what it does is it cuts the legs out of this section altogether, which is our second most motivating part of the script. What happens if you don't change this? Because we haven't actually created an emotional anchor in this section worth hanging on to. 
Is that helpful? Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I felt like the next part was kind of useless because I didn't get a good why or any, many good whys. There's nothing that makes people more stubborn and irritatingly closed off in this section. <laughs> why? Because if they don't give a crap, because if they've got like lame reasons that are surface level and not deeply painful to them, then why they don't really care. Like, you know, right now for her, it's just literally going into a clothing store and not getting the clothes she likes. And it's kind of more of a frustration. We need to make it painful because it is painful for her. We just need her to acknowledge that and to feel that and to really go there in her mind and feel those things almost like, you know, because you've got to remember, like when you're selling face-to-face, -face, I've said this before, you've got the three senses. You've got visual, auditory, and kinesthetic. Well, when you sell over the phone, you only have auditory. So you have to add the visual. You have to add the kinesthetic, get them to feel the things, particularly in this section, because it's what's going to anchor them. Two weeks, two years, what would that look like for you? Well, I mean, I know I won't get bigger because I'm so active at work and at home, but I just don't see... I just don't feel comfortable in my own skin. Like, I, I, I just feel like everything is just... I might just fall back into a deep depression and just stay in my bedroom again, you know? Right. And then I just don't know where what'll happen from there. I honestly don't know. Right, right. And are you, are you willing to accept that? No, 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 I don't want to accept it. I mean, no, no one wants to accept that. No, not at all. <laughs> yeah. So she's got some deep pain, like seriously deep pain. Uh, yeah, yeah, it came out. You, you didn't actually acknowledge it there in the sense that you didn't. <clears throat> so that's why is that like you can see that possibly what happened there is that she felt she was part of a process because you just asked her the next question in your script, right? Which, are you willing to accept that? But you didn't actually seek to understand. Do you get where I'm coming from? So it's like for you to build connection, you have to. Yeah. And it's most important that they need to feel that you care. And so when she says like deep, deep stuff, like, look, I don't want to, you know, I want to feel comfortable in my own skin again. That's so powerful. Like, what does that mean? Like, and, and I don't want to fall back. She said back into a deep depression and then, you know, stay in my room, you know, like, so these are really, really powerful things that we need to learn more about. Right. So um, even yeah. by being as, a, as sort of um, aware enough to say, hey, I noticed that you said you don't want to fall back into a deep depression. What did you mean when you said that? God, I was literally editing the script live. Love it. Um, so, um, yeah, so, so that's, that's one of those things. But, you know, like, look, there's some incredibly, you know, powerful things that I think you just mentioned there. Like, you know, do you mind if we just take a second to sort of, you know, sift through what you just said to me? Yeah. Okay. So you said um, you don't feel comfortable in your own skin. What do you mean by that? Even just pausing like that, that means I've given that thought, genuine thought. I've actually paid attention to what she's saying. Well, this, 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 this. And, you know, when you said that you don't want to fall back into a deep depression, is this a state that you've sort of been in before? Yeah. And, and, and what was it like last time? Like, how did that impact you? Like you can bring down your voice and all that kind of stuff because it's like you're having a really serious chat here. But when you ask these questions, it's like, damn, Shen really cares. Like I'm not used to a process being like this. And they will really feel that you care. Here's the cool thing about it. You asked me the best question I've been asked on one of these calls before last week, Shen. You said, after years doing this, has sales just become a routine for you where basically you know what to say to get a result? And the answer was very strongly no. I, I, I believe like if that's what sales is, you, you just, it's, you're going to hate it. You should get to the point where you thoroughly enjoy understanding people, <laughs> understanding people and helping them become clear on what a solution looks like for them. If that's what sales becomes to you, you'll really enjoy helping people on the calls. Um, and that's the mm -hmm. thing that I get myself in every call, which makes it really enjoyable and rewarding for me. It becomes helping people who have major problems feel good about the solution and showing them what that looks like. 
Yeah, I definitely have. Tr uh, I think just from my first few calls, I've been trying to just get the script down first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I all these points that you mentioned, I really want to start implementing. But I think I get stumped when I can't just go on to the next question because I do want to address what they told me, like all these really, um, yeah, I would say quite personal, uh, personal things that they bring up but i don't know what to say because it's not on the script and then i get stumped and i don't listen and yeah it kind of screws up from there so one thing i want to really challenge you to do is to start feeling more comfortable in silence right the silence is only awkward if you make it silent so if you feel this constant need to fill space with patter then you will eventually be like what do i say next and you'll move on whereas even if you just say something like that can be like a, a delay time say okay that makes that makes a lot of sense like thank you for telling me that now even just a pause like that a delay a break like that i've just bought myself probably 10 seconds because i can pause either side of that i can say okay no that's that's really really helpful thank you for letting me know that okay so i just bought myself 10 seconds right now yeah I yeah <laughs> you know, and like no one's going to find that uncomfortable because I'm actually that what you know what that actually conveys is I'm not giving a speech so I don't have to be perfect. What I have to do is appear that I'm actually listening to what they say, sort of um, you know I guess assimilating it into my brain and I'm spitting out a summarized, clearer version of what they've told me back to them, temp checking it. Yep, that's how I feel. Okay, so I attach an emotion to it and then I continue digging if necessary. Um, but, you know, in this case, I genuinely believe this lady was sellable, like, you know, very much so, unless price is a major concern for her, which we'll find out. But as a sales coach, I would have immediately put, you know, if I had to spend $1,000 on this sale, I would have immediately said no sale at the why. And that's really helpful for you to know, because that's how easily you can diagnose a failed sales call sometimes. Um, you didn't lose it because of a lack of ability to handle objections. You lost it because of a lack of ability to understand the prospect and therefore you didn't actually prevent objections. Um, yes. So, yes. So, so helpful to know that. Sales isn't as much about handling objections as it is about actually preventing them, identifying them and preventing them earlier on. Uh, could you tell me a little bit more, um, yeah, just a little bit more why not? Honestly, I just don't know. I am so, um, so, um, I just don't feel, um, I can't even say the words. Uh, I, I don't feel so confident anymore, you know, and even though I show it, I have the persona, you know, being very confident. Mm -hmm. Inside, it's like I'm just screaming, you know, because I mean, I'm it's, it's just it's a fake smile, a fake face, blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> it's not me. I would like to be me. I want to be the real me, <laughs> not, you know, the happy-go-lucky girl like that work and keep making everybody laugh. Right. <clears throat> I just want to be me, <laughs> the real Will the real Candace please stand up, you know? Well, yeah, I think based on just what you said, I think what we do may actually really help you. Can I ask you a question? Who's, yes. Um, this is an example. So, like, who is the real Candace? Oh, that's really good. What does she think the real canvas is? Because we don't know right now. This is the danger that you've got in sales is you can't make assumptions when you don't have anything to make assumptions on. So, yeah, like, I mean, who is the real canvas? I mean, you mentioned sort of like screaming on the inside and all that kind of stuff. So who do you, who do you want to be? Like, you know, all, all, you know, like that, that's kind of a question. Like we don't know, like, we don't know what she just said. It sounded bloody powerful, but I don't know where she's going with it. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So until I you lost know, that part. Until you know, you don't have any power in that section. Okay. Yeah. It was such a good part. Yeah. Wonderful.
So we teach women struggling with menopause how to lose weight and keep it on. And we do this using three core principles. We know that a successful program must be number one, effective, number two, enjoyable, and number three, provide you with loads of support. So let's break that down a little bit. If the plan isn't effective, then you won't break through the weight loss plateaus, just like you mentioned, and achieve your goal. It's a waste of time, basically, and then it's not enjoyable enough so that you can use it for the rest of your life. So it's just a matter of time before you return to old habits and then gain all that weight back, and then you just you still aren't feeling like the real you, right? Yeah. And then finally, you need access to real people for support because everyone's life is different. Support is really critical so that we can help you tailor a program that fits in with your life. So in summary, we help you create like a really healthy and sustainable lifestyle or as you like to think of it, it sort of becomes your new normal. Mm -hmm. This means you'll lose weight, but far more importantly, you'll learn how to keep it off for the rest of your life. Does that make sense to you? No, of course. Wonderful, wonderful. So, do you do you think maybe this could get you to your goal? Well, probably, yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. And what makes you say that? Um, so that was that part there. Um, you sort of missed the mark on that one, Chen. So probably, yeah, that's, that's not an emphatic. <laughs> that's, that's the no. definition of a time when what she's basically said is no, but she's basically slapped a yes over it to avoid discomfort or maybe just to move the call along. That there is an objection lying, waiting to ruin your sale. We just don't know what the objection is yet. So that's why the sequence, you know, and this is the most complex part of the script. I know this um, because it takes the most skill, but it's just to say, hey, look, you know, I hope you don't mind me saying this canvas. Like I, you know, you said probably, I, I I, I, I sense some hesitation there. Like just out of interest, like what is making you feel uncertain? And then out comes the stuff. Well, because I don't trust myself. I'm not disciplined. You know, I don't know about the program. Whatever she says, that's the information that's going to also prevent your sale as long as we have a good why and the cost of inaction has been defined. Um, So this is the next thing. So obviously, there's just some really sort of simple things that are really easy to fix here, (coughs) which on this call will massively improve you from this call to the next if you you just identify and, and start working on them. Got another yeah. few minutes to go. If you have all the right support systems and, you know, something not as known and has been successful with other people, you know, and you got a great track record, then sure, I mean, you know, and, and anyone would be willing to try it. Wonderful, wonderful. And then, yeah, um, okay, cool. So I noticed a little bit of hesitation there. I hope you don't mind me saying this. I'm just curious what making you feel uncertain of anything. I said it the wrong time, by the way. <laughs> uh, and also, you asked a question in the end, which is incorrect. You said, if anything, which totally eliminates the power of the question because- Yeah, I killed it. Yeah. Then effectively, they can just deny it again. So let's not forget this whole question here is to identify and eliminate conflict avoidance on their part. So if you say, are you uncertain? They will say, no, <laughs> which is not true. But if you start, <laughs> okay. I hope you don't mind me saying it. I sent some hesitation. Like, just where's that coming from? Now I haven't said, are you? I've said, why? I've politely told them that they're uncertain in a non-aggressive way. I've softened it. And then I asked them why. But yeah, you're right. It did come at the wrong time. So you kind of made it a bit harder. Yeah. Okay. Wonderful. Wonderful. And then, um, yeah. So... Okay, so let's quickly cover the program investment and then you can ask me any additional questions about the program after that, okay? Okay. Okay, cool. So it goes for 24 weeks and the investment is $4.87 per month. However, with the action your discount, you can get started today for just $3.87 per month, which saves you $600. So... If you're in the position to do so, you can take advantage of a further discount by paying a whole amount today in full. So would it be better for you to do this up front and get the best possible price or break this down into more manageable monthly amounts? Let's just come up with money. So how much is it all together? Yeah, so it will be... Uh, so if you pay it in full, it'll be uh, one, uh, 
That's not true. That's not true. She doesn't get on a sales call like this if that's the case. That's absolutely bullshit. Um, what's happened is you've lost her now and basically she's now switched off. She's into no mode. So what I would suggest here is she did seem sort of bamboozled by the price, but the distinction um, that I would say is that if they are triggered by the price, like they become irritated, short, angry, annoyed, then drop to the foundation but usually what you want to do is even if they actually say it's too expensive, you want to say, look, that, no, that makes sense. Obviously, the finances are a concern right now. I get that. Hey, look, just out of interest, like besides the money, how do you actually feel about the program though? Like, do you feel confident that this could get you to your goal? Now, usually the hesitation comes out. Then if they say no, or if they, even if they say yes, check in. Now, obviously you'd mentioned sort of having issues with discipline as well and feeling that way about yourself. How do you feel about your ability to, as long as we made this as simple as possible, how do you feel about your ability to sort of commit to a process like this and feel confident that you could do your part? Now, usually more doubts will come out there. Now, more often than not, those doubts are the reason why she says it's too expensive because she's just not sold on your solution for that price. It's too big of a risk, right? She's seeing dollar signs rather than seeing, well, shit, if I don't do this, I'm going to be stuck in my bedroom for the next year, miserable and depressed. So she's thinking about the money. She's thinking about yeah. the cost. So first things first, we need to get clarity about, does she think the program sounds good? Does she feel that this could actually you know, be something she could stick to? If she doesn't, no sale, right? And then after that, yep. then what we can do is then we can start leaning into the why again and the cost of inaction. After that, and at any stage, if we notice that she's becoming triggered, irritated, annoyed, angry, drop the price. Don't screw around. You've got to read the room. But most of the time, what you start to see is that, hey, like once you start eliminating these, identifying these fears and eliminating them, they start to feel better. It's like, yeah, look, I do. I feel great. Like, I mean, it would be good to have this program and it sounds good. And I get the impression you could motivate me and, but it's still too expensive. I understand. So, you know how you mentioned earlier, like right. that feeling that you have though, when you're in the store and it's that feeling that's, you, you kind of said, it sounds like you're trapped, like you've lost your identity because you're kind of like this person, the person that she described to you, which is the real canvas. We don't know who that was, unfortunately, but it's like, when you said, it's like, you know, you're kind of canvas that's trapped in someone else's body, right? You know, you don't feel that you can be yourself in public. So as a result of that, you're like hiding away. If you don't find a solution to this, like what's going to happen? What path, like what, you know, like, and I'm only saying this because I actually care about what you've told me, but like, if you don't solve this, what are you actually going to do instead? And sometimes you can even say, if you've really built rapport, you can say, and I mean this, like, look, if this doesn't feel like the perfect fit for you, I wouldn't want you to go ahead anyway. And I really mean that. I don't want you in this program if you don't think it's right. But if I can be honest with you for a second, Canvas, based on everything that you've confided in me, it sounds like this is exactly what you're looking for. So if you don't do something about this with us, what else do you think you're going to do? Now, like that's another really powerful way to kind of like give them the emotional slap over the face because you remind them about their goals painfully and you remind them about the cost of inaction. Because you said, if you don't do something about this, you're going to be trapped in your bedroom feeling depressed. Now, that doesn't sound like a viable option to me. So is this something that you think that you could consider investing something towards so we can help you get this back on track and, you know, get you back to feeling your happy self again. 
You know, like when you have a conversation with somebody on this level where they can tell that you're just thinking about them, the problem is about them. Let's be honest. If Canvas mm-hmm. gets off the phone and doesn't sign up, who's going to have more pain because of that decision? You or her? Like if we're being completely honest, like she's a 30-minute sales consult to you that comes and goes, you get another lead, right? She's going to have a miserable life yeah. probably for the next two to five years, maybe forever, if she doesn't get this sorted. So, like, it's very easy to go into bat for Ken yeah. and to play on her side. Don't give a shit about the result. Just disconnect right. yourself from that. What right. you care about is that if Canvas gets off the phone, she's made a terrible decision in her own life. Being in that frame mm-hmm. is a completely mm-hmm. different position as a salesperson to being like, come on, commissions, I need my money. You know, if you get in that spot, no, no sale. Because they'll read it all over you. They'll, they'll, they'll pick up your tonality. Yeah. They'll read you like a book. So it's the great position to come from is that you're not selling for comms. You're selling if you think they need it. And bloody hell, Canvas needs this. Like seriously, Canvas is like yes, 1.9 yes. out of 10 needs this damn yeah. thing. He needed what you had. And yeah. I'll ask a question, Andrew. Yeah, go for it. So I had a sale call that kind of got to a similar situation Yep. And um, I said to him, uh, so it came price and then we moved past that. And then he um, said, oh, well, uh, I don't think I can follow the program. I'm like, oh, can you expand a bit more on that? And he goes, oh, I just feel like a quitter. Like I quit everything. I never follow, never follow uh, anything through. And we explore that a bit. Mm-hmm. And I think I, it's always that one um, sour call you don't recall. Um and, uh, yeah, anyway, he gets to it and um, I was like, look, it, like if you don't take any action and I kind of took the sale away from it, I was like, look, like I only want to help men that actually want to make a change and said something along those lines, what, what you just said. And he's still like, oh, yeah, nah, nah, I just need to think about it. And it didn't give me a, a, a like a straight answer. Mm. Um so, anyway, yeah, I, I got a bit frustrated and then I was just like, well, look, I'll, I'll, I'll let. I'll, I'll, I'll let you think about it. And that was the end of the phone call. So what was his, because I, I mean, I was listening to everything there. What was his reason again for not going ahead? What did he say it was? <clears throat> um, I didn't get a clear answer. First it was money and then he felt like it was his ability to follow the program. Um, but then he That's said right. he had money. Um, yeah. So you know, he's, you know he's lying about the money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And then uh, it just fell, kind of fell back on his ability to follow the program. Yeah. Okay, cool. So it's like, hey, look, man, we've talking about some really powerful stuff today. You mentioned this, this, and this. And you also said what happens if you don't take action on this. But, and I get why you feel this way. It actually makes sense. Like you're feeling scared about your ability to see this through. Is that is that a fair sort of, you know, summary of everything so far? Yeah, that's right. Now, that, that, that makes sense. I'm like, I get it. But think about it like this, right? Let's say there's two versions of Morgan, right? There's the Morgan that has always failed at things in the past. And so because of that, he's too scared to try and find another solution. And the reason is, is because he's failed before. So he's probably going to fail again. So that Morgan is too scared to find the answer in case he fails. Now, the sad thing about that scenario is that Morgan never finds the answer. Does that make sense? Mm. Now, if we look at the other Morgan... He's terrified, right? He's failed before. He's got all, every reason to be shitting himself making this decision. This is a big decision, but he has the confidence to know that just because he's failed five times before, that this doesn't have to be the sixth time and that all he needs is a program that's going to work, that's going to fit his lifestyle, and then he's going to get the right amount of support. So whilst I understand you being afraid, Morgan, because you've failed before, I caring about you enough based on what we've spoken about today to not let you get away with that kind of a decision-making process. Like, do you get where I'm coming from with this? Like, if I say something like that, like, it's just like, you know, basically if he doesn't go ahead because he's too scared of failure, he had, you have to get him to understand his paradigm is preventing him ever succeeding. It isn't just a decision today. He's making a decision about his character that will prevent him ever eliminating the pain that he doesn't want to feel anymore. It's the whole two paths thing. And if they're too afraid to take action based on previous failure, they will never achieve their goal. Get them to realize that. And then you should have someone, not always, but anyone who actually wants to save it. And if, if you give someone that sort of bit and they still don't want to go ahead, bullet dodged. Because you can only help someone who wants to help themselves. 
Yeah. You're not here to basically drag. As it's the whole, you know, you can bring a horse to water thing, right? Like you're not going to dunk the horse's head in the water and like sort of, you know, make it drink. You can't do that. It's going to be a pain for you. But if this guy really wants to change and all he's got is broken decision-making patterns based on fear, you can help him identify them and solve them if he wants to. If he yeah. wants to, sail. If he doesn't, that's fine. Yeah. Makes sense. Julie, um, yeah, how are you feeling about anything like money to thought? Oh, I feel great. I mean, it's a great program. So, awesome. Do you think there's any way we could make it work, or would money be the main issue? Well, right now, money would be the main issue because I do have to pay my car off. I might oh, my boss pay for the car and I have to pay him back. So, oh, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, so most of my money from my pay goes to him. To pay oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. How do you think we can solve this for you? Like maybe in the future or like in a month from now? What do you think? Yeah, I'm thinking maybe in about three months would be more suitable for me. Okay, yeah, that's totally Really quick, with your calibrated question there, you ruined it by adding on something at the end. If you just said, yes, how, do you know. think, how do you think we could solve this for you? Then she has to come up with the answer, but you created your own limitation. Uh, by saying yes, it. I know. And then she took it and ran with it and said three. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Perfect. So I'll make a note on your account and okay. then we can yeah, touch base. All right. That's that one done. So, I mean, Shen, let's diagnose this. Why did you not make the yeah. sale? Because the sale was absolutely there to be made. I don't buy at the moment yeah. that she had financial concerns. I, I, no. I believe she had financial concerns. I don't believe that they were necessarily at this point. There's no, there's no hard evidence to suggest that she actually had financial concerns to the point that they were black and white limitations. We're talking about <laughs> her perception of the program that it wasn't worth investing in your program for that amount of money. Because X, you know, because yeah. of fear. So you didn't do the why uh, in the way that it needed to be done. Um, you mm -hmm. didn't do the cost of inaction in the way that it needed to be done. You need to really understand the deeper meaning. Yeah. I want you to really feel comfortable, um, you know, um, like staying in those moments. By the way, are you a reader, Shen, or not really? Uh, occasionally. Okay. If you want a good book on this, my favorite book on this kind of stuff, like, well, the salesy one, which is very easy to read is um, Sales EQ. That one's great. Yeah. If you want to go deeper into this topic, then a really great book, it's like, I guess, probably becoming a bit of a classic now, is um, Emotional Intelligence by Daniel Goleman, G-O-L-E-M-A-N. That's a bit of a, like, it's a bit of a, like a heavier read. I found it fascinating. If you're not a reader, you probably won't read Emotional Intelligence because it is a bit thicker, but it's a great book about understanding like people's sort of behavioral patterns. Uh, but if you want an easier one that's applied immediately to sales, definitely at the very least get Sales EQ because it kind of talks about that emotional disruption and how to prevent yourself kind of messing up, um, you know, your own sort of processes based on your fears. Thanks guys for tuning in. I remember to like and subscribe on YouTube or on the appropriate podcasting platforms and we'll see you next time.